see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we're almost stuck. This is Jason Rouse and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. Uh, I was going to attempt to say your last name again. I, I want to say Miley Cyrus, but it's not. It's Mikey Milios. Milios. She actually stole. She actually took my name and bastardized it. That's what happened. Um, what do you think of M- Miley Cyrus? Um, I don't know. Like I feel like she was probably a product. You know, her dad was a famous country singer. And she had opportunity and wanted to maybe some aptitude. I don't really know much about her other than that stuff. Do you, um, well, as soon as you get into, um, as soon as Disney gets a hold of you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you're, what, what is that, what is that brainwashing process? Okay, look at the Mickey Mouse Club, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Goslin from my uh, hometown. Uh, town over Burlington, but we'll claim him anyway. He, um, people are walking by. There's a big uh, air, uh, air wind diffuser on my microphone, and they just think that there's a gay couple talking to a uh, dead squirrel right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a new. It's like all these LA people are moving to Austin. And it's like I guess that's what they do. <laughs> well, let's get back to the important stuff. Is uh, your thoughts on Miley Cyrus? <laughs> well, I feel like it's like it's interesting, right? Because like you were saying, when Disney gets their claws in, but it's like we we had those shows all the time where everyone we were, in Australia we had a show called Young Talent Time, mm. and it was like, why are they like why does everyone want to be the center of attention? What is that like? And why do kids see that and be like, uh, that's the life that I want? It's like I want to be a star, and it's like, and then you. Well, those American uh, children's pageant shows that turn these kids into fucking suicidal monsters. Yeah, even exactly. It's like they're they're peaking when they're like five, and then their life's downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah, and not to mention if you're in the modeling industry and the only asset to your craft is your physicality, and then that starts to fade, and you're done before you're 20. Yeah, if you're like a a five-year-old supermodel, which is, uh, as we joke, hill. it's huge, though. That is, you could be a five-year-old supermodel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. That's the thing now. And you get up to an age where you start looking at your uh, bank deposits that your family <laughs> were so happily dipping into. And now you're, uh, you're 15 and you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're, yeah, you're past your prime. Oshkosh doesn't want you anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine the kid, kid in the diaper slamming down the phone? Boom! <laughs> Fuck! I got dropped by Oshkosh. They <laughs> says the coveralls won't fit anymore, and they're not going any sizes up. Yeah. Smoking, <laughs> handshaking. Dude, he does a huge line of coke off his big wheel. <laughs> He's like on anti anti hormones treatment, yeah. just like just trying to stay youthful forever. <laughs> Having a full Hollywood meltdown 
at, before you're 10 yeah. is amazing. Now, you, uh, you start comedy in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I was one of those dudes that, like, had a job and, you know, people say, like, oh, I'm funny. People tell me I'm funny. You know, you should try comedy. That's me. I'm a, success, I'm a success story, but, like, without any success. Welcome to show business. Thank you, man. Thank you. This, but, uh, is, this is my big break right now. So, uh, how old are you now? 30? No, I'm 40. You're 40. Yeah, yeah. So, old. you're 40. I'm assuming you started comedy, what, almost a decade ago? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I started 2006, so... I get a read on people. I can smell your years on your <laughs> abilities. Like, that's like your X-Men ability. It's you can totally, just see the rings of sadness. I can see, uh, <laughs> but there's also, there's some badges of honor. Okay. Under, over top of the scars. Oh, that's that's sweet. So uh, I can tell by your posture that you've been in the business more than five years. There's a brokenness, yeah, kind of a shuffling, you know, morning house coat, slippers, coffee. That's me slowly. Yeah, yeah. It's me slowly adjusting from computer programming. So were you a computer programmer? Yeah, yeah. I used to. So I used to work as a programmer, and then I, um, I don't know. I was like saying a lot of funny things, and it dawned on me. Like, everyone would be laughing at shit. Yeah. And at, at one point, I was like, what if I took these funny things I was saying and re-presented them in a way that I could make other people laugh? And I thought I had this huge epiphany, and I was like, oh, that's just writing jokes. Yeah, well, that's, part of, that's probably the mechanics of your programmer background yeah. is, like, there's a certain codes that fit into certain areas, yeah. and there's a, a language and a math to it, like comedy, but then... When you perform it, you can have a very detailed graph on where you want your laughs and where all the words are going. But as you know, uh, you can plan all you want. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't work out. No. It took me a long time. Like, uh, I would like I would have sets and I would be, like, in the zone or whatever mm. and say some shit. And then I'd be like, oh, I've got to do that again. And then the next day I try to do that again. Yeah. And it's just bombs. And it's like, that's where I realized that it's not really about what I said. It's really, like, more internally about how I felt and how I connected to it. Your intentions. Yeah, it's like you can, on the same exact material, in pretty much the same general audience you know you, like for me i live and die based on how i feel inside mm-hmm. you know it's got it's got nothing to do with that and it's like took me a while to kind of figure that out and to like try to make myself feel good before the shows yeah i have a couple tricks that i do on myself to get me at least on on the give a shit list of it so i have to create a certain type of anxiety for myself in some cases to put myself in a position oh look there's a crane just flew by a big gray crane look at that fucker we're here on the safe word bird watching podcast (laughs) i know (laughs) everybody's noticed since i've moved here that uh that i'm easily distracted by squirrels and birds i love birds dude i don't know what it is like when i see birds flying i think i'm jealous of their freedom yeah (laughs) like they can just like but then they're in groups too so are they really free yeah the uh the the idea of flying through the lake above the water is uh looks very appealing look at all the squirrel graves (laughs) <laughs> These are, there's little red flags here. Someone came down here with a pair of golf shoes and a, a sunglasses and Just stomped out about stomped out all these squirrels. The squirrel holocaust here, the genocide of the two thousand and eleven. Yeah. 
No, 2018 you start doing comedy? No, 2006. Too sorry, 2006. But I did I've, have a little break in the middle, but I don't... So I moved to like a... We call it giving up. Giving up, no. I feel like, um, I feel like unless you... Like, you know that saying, like, people say, if you're, if you're still trying to do something, have you, you kind of failed at it. Mm. So I'm going to just keep going, and then one day I feel like I'm just going to kill myself, and then that's going to, I'm going to be successful. Yeah. Because it's like, he did what he wanted. Well, make sure you do it on stage as your big closer. <laughs> that's always been a dream for a lot of us, you know. I'm a big fan of uh, Gigi Allen, <laughs> and uh, one of his threats to society was he was going to blow his brains out on stage on Halloween. But uh, heroin decided different. <laughs> well, you know, everyone, you can't have, you, can't, you just got to be happy with what, how it goes sometimes. You got to accept. It's very Buddhist, you know. You just have to accept. Sometimes you want to blow your brains out on stage, but life has other plans. Oh, just to get back at the audience. Fuck me. Fuck you. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be horrific for them. And, uh, and that's kind of funny because it's like people are like, they expect everything to be okay in the end, and I mean, we're all gonna die. I would do a long, drawn out, like, <laughs> I would do it like where they would, like, there'd be some silly organ music playing in the background, <laughs> and I'd come out like a, a goofy mime and then pull a wood chipper out on the stage. <laughs> And put a glass beside the wood chipper and a diving board and just dive into the wood chipper. And then at the end, bam, 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 as my entrails and, and DNA spew over. I have unprotected sex with prostitutes again for a long time and make sure I got everything that I need to get the cause. Would it go into like... Would you have someone afterwards selling the glass full of your your like remains as like no, the final the, merch? The glass is the misdirection. They think <laughs> I'm going to dive into the cup oh, as a, as a trick. I thought you were juicing yourself. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we should steal a dog today. Are you up for that? Hey, I'm down. I don't think this lady could. Uh, you clearly know who Steve Hughes is. Yeah, Steve. Uh, he's a. I, I love Steve. He's like. Um, yeah. I used to watch, like, I learned stuff from Steve just from watching him, like, because yeah. he's, like, pretty, um, it's pretty, he's got some pretty edgy or and, and insightful and accurate ideas, you know? Mm. But when I would watch him in the beginning, I would be like, why does he come out and do silly jokes? Mm. Like, he comes out and he's, like, doing, like, more, like, stuff like that. And it took me a while, and it's like, oh, yeah, because they... They don't know us when we go out. Like, we watch a lot of comedy. Yeah, you know that he's a high-level thinker. Yeah. You're like, you give us the meat first, but uh, somebody who doesn't know uh, us, you know, I've been explaining that to some uh, one of the local guys, open micers here, is like, he's, he's uh, indirectly a kind of influenced by my aggressive persona, but I'm like, I have to make sure that I'm endearing enough to the audience to be able to get away with it. Exactly. So we watch like a lot of successful comics on specials, but people know them. They've already made up their mind that they're, they, they know. Like even Louis was at the point where it's like, he was like, he could just go out and say, um, horrific things from the beginning and everyone's like well we know and then eventually like the thing happened and it was like what but it was like it's we watch these things and we think that's how comedy is but it's like no you have to go out and let them know first that you're joking and that you're 
a good guy. I don't know, whatever. But you can't get your dick out at a house party. Well, sorry, uh, you can't get your dick out at a house party. But now <laughs> people, I've I've got a, I've created a little bit of a license to to get away with a lot of illegal things. Yeah. Um, you know, just in. The, uh, People will accept almost anything from me, from, from the breadcrumbs that I've been laying down for over two decades. My friends will actually go to my defense. He's a comedian. <laughs> like, well, see, here's the thing as well. So I wonder, because it's like not every audience you get in front of knows who you are, right? But maybe maybe it's just that whole idea that you've created uh the the reality around you that that's who you are and it's taken even it's taken that time to create an aura of this guy can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah and then they start to they're drawn to it because of the unpredictability of it and the over top uh ideas are they're they want to be they come for the car crash aspect of it <laughs> they want to see who's going to get caught in the yeah there's two things happening at my show people watching the show and people in the audience watching the audience watch the show those are the second those are the return customers come to see because they always know someone is going to pop hey you can't say that and then the guy goes oh this is going to be good this is going to be great and then you end up in some sort of heckler video online Um, so Australia uh, I know they had the Sydney store yeah was the premier comedy club. And uh, I think um, every major city in Australia, and when I say that, I think there was like, if I remember correctly, maybe three to four major comedy clubs in the country. Yeah, it was... it was like that. Like every... Like you said, there's every major city in Australia and there's only like five, you know? Like, I mean, there's more, but it's like there's... Australia is like the size of America, but geographically, but it's only really populated on the uh, coasts. Yeah, Canada. Oh, Canadians and Australians tend to gravitate. I think we're uh, the uh, you know of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, our dollar oh, seems yeah. to be always the same yeah, yeah, yeah. on this on the market for whatever reason. Yeah, it's and awesome. no one lives in the middle of the country. Australia more so. Maybe like, it's like because. Maybe because we stayed with England, right? And that was port cities. Uh, I guess if England was like a, um, like a navy-based economy, bringing over things and trade, so you want to stay where the boats can get to. And then America was like, "Fuck that, we're going west." Yeah. And then they just went through, killed a lot of people, <laughs> and uh, and uh, now it's uh, now it's this beautiful country. Very happy. It's crazy. Are you actually able to go quote home? Um, without because so, Australia has been like there's no ins and outs, is there? Outs, I heard my Canadian fly out of my mouth. Um, like, do you mean with COVID or? Yeah, I think like I, I know like Snoop Dogg's banned from Australia permanently. He's never performed there. Really? Yeah, because of his lifestyle. That's that's kind of weird. Like, I, I do think because it's like you see, there's a lot of weed in Australia, but it's like. Is it? Is that do you cocaine? Think that, it's like three hundred bucks a gram. Yeah, it's super expensive, and it's horseshit. From like, it's like drywall. Anyway, yeah, you you don't go to Australia to buy uh, illegal yeah. substances. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I have friends that would like talk about going to like because they did cocaine and they would go to um, they would go to like uh, Colombia and it's like it's crazy. Like for the, for them, it's like crazy. 
you know, because it's like Oh, they probably die. Yeah. You know British people in Spain, sunburned, blackout drunk, fighting the local police in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you take a bunch of Aussies and some good booze and Colombian. <laughs> yeah. It would be. Everybody's in a knife fight. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I feel like that's like, I feel like that's what kind of prohibition does to people. You know, like America, their drinking age is 21. Yeah. And then everyone's just kind of, they're still doing it, but when they're 21, they become like, Maniacs. I don't know how because unless you're drinking straight liquor, because yeah. uh, the beer's piss, as you know. Like American beer might be, it's like, hey, can I just pretend I'm a Brita for 12 <laughs> hours? Like, there's no alcohol in it. And I found out that you'd be, I'd be touring in North America, and then I'd go over to like Belgium and black out after three beers. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe that maybe that's what it is because it's like the drinking age is 21. They don't have that developed palate for yeah. beer. So it's like they have to drink a lot, a lot of beers. It's crazy. Uh, like it's, in other countries, like... Uh, I think Australians call American beer Gatorade. <laughs> right? For rehydration. I, well, yeah, we drink it to get to, to get uh, electrolytes back. Mm. Um, do, you, do you get wasted? Um, I do, but I don't drink beer. Like, I like... Because I... I drink a lot of uh, whiskey because it's like it's kind of I drink whiskey for the least manly reason possible. It's it's lower in calories. Yeah, you know. I was drinking gin for the same reason. It was the last on my list of drinks, and uh, I ended up on that one for about four years. Bombay, that go. blue bottle was uh, I was like a beacon of hope for <laughs> me when I traveled and stuff because I was mixing everyone tried to buy you a multitude of shots God. and various drinks and now my stomach is like the inside of a football and uh, I uh, I can't do it yeah it's, I feel like so does gin have a lot does gin I've been drank a lot of gin does it have a flavor profile to it that uh, it tastes like pine cones okay so for me, the, the idea about whiskey was that you can get, like, a big variety of whiskeys mm-hmm. and still have, like, without having to mix it with anything, have, like, different experiences. Plus, it's kind of a gentleman's That's drink, true. right? Kind of, yeah. yeah, but then sometimes I feel like a wanker drinking, like, uh, whiskey. 200-year-old barrel whiskey. Scotch. And I, yeah. don't like the, I, don't like, um, I don't like bourbon as much and stuff because I feel like it's too thick and syrupy or something, so... I don't know. I prefer like a scotch. But lately, I've been drinking Irish whiskey because it's even light. It feels lighter to me, and it's easy to drink. And it's cheaper. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was. I think in the beginning of my not drinking beer anymore, I went to Jack Daniels and Coke. I thought that was kind of the next thing, <laughs> but I was drinking so much soda. Um, yeah, that's dude, I thing. was like drinking three liters of Coca Cola in a night every other night yeah, and then 15 terrible. beers on top of that it was uh, my yeah my guts were rough and it, when I lived in London I was so bloated from kebabs and pints <laughs> I was starting to take on uh, the physicality of Benny Hill I think it's <laughs> I would like to say like Jason Ross Benny Hill oh that's like that sounds like your uh, your your last show idea where the music comes out and then you jump <laughs> Just me running from the police. It's like a windstorm. This is a perfect time to be out on a bridge doing a podcast. And by the way, um, 
this has happened only in Austin. Those ladies that rode by us, she wa- waved to me yeah. and smiled. Oh. Like, hello. Hello. How are you? I never get uh Southern hospitality. No no girls have ever waved to me. <laughs> so I've gotten the finger. I've got No yeah, I'm like I'm like piece of me. I'm No no no. I'm like you're a bad judge of character. You're supposed to be scared of me, lady. Anticipate uh, just being just ignored by society in general. You know, I, I'm wearing a hoodie, sunglasses. She can clearly see my legs are heavily tattooed. Yet she's like, "Oh, hello, neighbor. Hi there. Welcome to our town." Um, you were in London, were you? I went. For a minute? I mean, I went to. I've only been through London a few times. My mom used to live near there, uh-huh. and so anytime. Well, she lived like in uh, Eastbourne. I've done gigs in Eastbourne. And so I went like... I think they had a jonglers there for a minute. Yeah, I never... I don't know. So a lot of Australians try to go from Australia to England. To work in pubs. Yeah, and it's like... (laughs) I, I never like... Never felt like I always wanted to, and then and then they build success, and then they come here. And I just did the opposite. I had the opportunity to come here, and I've always kind of leaned more towards American comedy. I don't know my view. This of, girl's gonna steamroll you. Oh yeah, for sure. No eye contact no there. Eye contact. No eye contact. It's the bandana around your neck. I think it was. We look like too. we're in a movie called Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, for me, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel like my impression of English comedy, and I'm 100% probably wrong, is that it's more based on like uh, wittiness and cleverness, yeah. and, and a lot, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it seems to be like skirting the rules of language, yes, and, and stuff like. And it's like these are the rules. Ha <laughs> Look at me break them. But that's interesting, and, and you know what? I, I completely agree with you that. They, we invented it and we'll bend it. Yeah, and so... For art. And then when I see American comedy, it's more like... And again, it's, this is like... The, I'm talking just generalized. There's like all the kinds of stuff, but it's more like this is how I feel and this is how it was in the moment. And this is ridiculous and it's the ridiculousness of the moment more than like the Situation around. comedy. Yeah. And well, that, that's the, why sitcoms are so popular in this U.S., is that they, a lot of the comedy is geared around getting a half-hour television show up uh, until now. Now it's like you fire up a YouTube channel and an iPhone. Like, there's so much. Anyway, yeah. Oh, there's dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> Should we just go in these portal potties and come yeah. dressed as superheroes? <laughs> chasing people through the park? Mishmashed Aquaman, Batman costumes, just just a, a Frankenstein of kids' Halloween costumes. Not really rescuing people, but just picking up random pieces of dog shit <laughs> that we had nothing to do with. I got it! It's a, it's a, Spray paint a circle around it. It's a level of vigilantism that I think they'd be okay with. Yes. You've been log-fathered. That's my calling (laughs) card. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I follow people around with their pets. See, that's the thing. Everyone picks up their dog shit here. L.A., you don't know whose is whose. Because some of... I'm like, dogs don't use McDonald's napkins to wipe their bum. Or (laughs) shit against the wall outside of a library. That's true. Have you noticed, like, 
in places sometimes people like pick up their dog shit and just leave the bag. Oh, mo- all like, the time. The that happens that? here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so what? now it's in a green yeah. biodegree. You've just put a ribbon yeah. on it. It's like yeah. It's like is it for the? Are they doing that like so that the 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 park people can? I don't know. Do they feel like they're making someone's job easier? Like it's like we're supposed to pick up our dog shit, but uh, they didn't say we have to take it anywhere. Well, that's the, I don't like. You've made the you've 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 literally made the job worse. <laughs> you know what? You've touched it, okay, in the sense that you've picked up a stool uh, with as a with a bag as a glove, right? So there's no actual contact. There's unpleasant odor. Yeah. And uh, now you've tied it in a knot. Now you're looking at it. You've never had the follow through of maybe I'll walk it up to the nearest trash can. And drop it in. They just kind of toss it by the wayside. So now you see all these little Easter cream eggs all over the <laughs> fucking park. Yeah, yeah. People. And then when you step, okay. So, and then again, okay. Most of it is in a green biodegradable bag. Yes. So now it's camouflaged. Yeah. And now it's under pressure. So what do you think when you step on a bag of dog shit? It squirts. <laughs> And it's into like your in, son's mouth. And it's in almost like a little greenhouse. Yeah. So it's like... Oh, it's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> an iron lung of log dog. Yeah, you've made like a, like a, like a worse landmine for sure. Mm. Like in, if you just left it, it would have dried up and become like... But yeah, settled into the earth. Now it's going to be there for like thousand years until that bag breaks down yeah you've literally put an eggshell on a stillborn <laughs> it ain't working yeah i don't uh i want to get a dog but i can't right now oh yeah are you, are you is it moving is it is it rent what is it no no it's, it's the commitment it's the commitment i don't have the time right now uh, until i move from where i'm at now yeah. which might be in a maybe two three years um, when I move out to outside of the city into something that has a property, uh, you know, at least oh, yeah. an, an acre of land. So he can go out and do his stuff when it hurts. Totally. Hey, the dog's stuff. got a, in, a dog door that can come in and out. And uh, I, if I have to go on the road, I just have somebody stay at my house and yeah. I'll have a dog watch. Yeah, that's a, that's a good plan. Yeah, I don't want to, um, especially with things moving the way they are right now. There's really no negotiation for time right now. Right, right. Um, so uh, I'm still a little bugged out by that lady saying hi and waving to <laughs> she me. She really got to you, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, it really puts me off. I've never <laughs> had the, random... years of you like trying to create, yeah. craft this, this look. It's not even... It's not even... It's just... It's always been me. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I've been... I just had the volume turned up a little bit for the stage, but... I'm not a very, uh, like, this is all practice for me, these conversations and stuff to keep me interactive with uh, people and society. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of my job. Where, where are you from and where are you from in Canada? Um, you mentioned it earlier, but I don't know. Where are the, um, what do you call the uh, low, um, Australia, uh, uh, Tasmania? Neds, Neds are uh, the Pittsburgh of Canada. I use Pittsburgh as a reference because... Hamilton's uh, a steel town about an hour outside of Toronto. Okay. So you're looking. Have you seen the movie Gummo? Mm, I don't. I don't know. Mm, okay. You know the movie Kids? Yeah. 
same director, but think that movie with the Trailer Park Boys. That that's kind of like <laughs> how I grew up. Like you have like uh, so, you have a distinct accent. It's kind of all over the place. And I and I like was watching this Canadian biker gang TV show. Black Canadian show. Those are uh, indigenous people. No, no, it was a biker gang. It was like in a Canada, Canadian mafia TV show. Oh, and, uh, and some was it a motorcycle club? Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah. and the, well, it was mafia, and then there was a motorcycle club, and the dudes in the motorcycle club Ooh. sounded exactly like you. Really? And I was like, "Is that where Jason Rouse is from?" Uh, my hometown is very motorcycle heavy. Okay. I think one of the original motorcycle clubs in North America. Uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, um, was in Hamilton. Okay. I did a little research on some of the... I just saw some thing, uh, patches and things that I'd never seen before uh, that I remembered many, many years ago uh, just around town. But there's been, I think, Sons of Anarchy is kind of... Um, I think a lot of people with Sons of Anarchy shirts have been beat up by <laughs> legit, bikers. yeah, real bikers. I mess with, like, when I see real bikers in the show. Yeah, you got real bikers in Australia. It's got a heavy, heavy motorcycle scene. So people would point to Australia and say, you guys got rid of your guns, there's been no mass shootings, and it's like, no, we, we, we still had the bikers shut up the airport. You know, there was like, there, there are things, and it's like, oh, but that's crime. It's not just regular people shooting each other. And I'm like, it's still, that's they what don't, happens. They, the, they still have the guns. The uh, And also, uh, a society that isn't uh, so much f- armed, yeah. uh, the fists can be way worse. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been beat up with bats and pipes, you wish you could get shot. <laughs> there was actually in Sydney. So Sydney is almost like, I don't know how it is now, but for a while, it became almost like a, a, a dead zone for going out because people were getting drunk and doing what's called king hits where they would come up behind someone and just like do a haymaker on them, oh. clock them and then... And, and, People were getting, I don't know if people got killed, yeah. but then it became like, they started like doing like crazy, like an epidemic. Yeah. It became like this epidemic of people just brutally hitting people. Mm. And then it was like, they, they started like doing weird rules where we have like lockout laws. So after 12 o'clock at night, if you leave a bar, you can't go back in. And then just they for start, your own safety. Yeah, so and then they, they, the locals are fucking cannibals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the, um, and then they have other rules. It's like you can't buy shots after a certain time. And I'm like scotch drinker. And I'm like, can I get a, can I get a scotch, please? And they're like, oh, no, we've got to mix it with something. I'm like, I'm trying to buy like a $30 scotch, and you want me to put Coca-Cola in it. And it's like, this yeah. is ridiculous. It's like I'm Just... obviously not trying to get wasted here. To, but that's the rules. Hey, there's one of those green bags of dog shit. Yeah, literally. I think I'm going to use that as my headshot. <laughs> yeah, it's literally green, green bags of dog shit, which blends in perfectly with the grass and the dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how many of those green bags I've seen stepped flat. <laughs> so, so it's like, so Sydney's become like, like kind of like that. It's like kind of boring at night now because you can't, that's why I kind of left. I didn't leave specifically for the drinking rules, mm. but I feel like Australia is like, too overbearing like people would ask me when i lived in la what do you like about la and i would say the crime 
<laughs> it's another flavor. Yeah, well, no, it's like... And you, you know, grew up on it on watching American television. You're like, I know this brand. I mean it. Oh, I'm getting stabbed now, just yeah. like on TV. Yeah. No. Oh, this is what the Hollywood life's about. Uh, I've seen this. It's so real. Um, but the, no, it's like in Australia, we don't have as much crime. Mm. And so the cops are just on you for fucking everything. Mm. Like here, like they're bored. They're bored, yeah. And it's all revenue raising. It's like if you're, and also ticket here, ticket here, like bullshit. Pe- people talk about metric being better, and I do think it generally is. Mm. But the one place where the the mile system is like is when you're driving because it's like you can maybe do ten miles over and get away with that. That's sixteen kilometers an hour. Yeah. In Australia, you're doing like four over. You're possibly getting pulled over. You're getting for sure like a speeding ticket if you pass a camera. Just from four over, that's like that's, two miles over the limit. You're you're monetizing general human error. Yeah. Like marginal. Yeah, and they do it for like, it's like, for, it's for safety. It's like Steve Hughes talks about this stuff a lot, actually. You know, it's like, it's for oh, your yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, in Holland, the, the, the uh, dam, if you're in the water, you've gone too far. In England, yeah, yeah. they have a fence. Don't go there. Don't go there. Yeah, and he's got one about how in Sydney, there's like a, a high school for 16 to 18 year olds. And out the front, it's a school zone. And you can't do like... Th- more than uh, 40 kilometers an hour and it's like these kids are they have to these kids are driving they have to be told it's for their safety otherwise they're going to run themselves over in front of their own schools do you think that there's got to be these type of meetings i have i have no clue but do you think that they okay they look at a country okay let's talk talk at the top but regionally a city okay say uh the city of toronto They look at their borders and where they have legal uh, leverage, and then they start cutting it up like pizza. They look at this street and they go, okay, this is a, we've been seeing a lot of people getting tickets here for speeding. We're going to set up a a, a regular uh, speed trap to uh, um, just liquid automate yeah yeah it's like uh, yeah they're trying to like it's like a game of mousetrap your whole day is trying not to get things to fall on you that the cities put safes over all your doorways so they can ticket you and bleed you out (laughs) yeah exactly and then someone gets a ticket and that's a that's a week's pay for them or worse yeah so going back to the LA thing it's like that's why I felt the crime was good because it's like I, one time I was just flying through Sunset Boulevard, like fly, like maybe doing like 50, and a cop, I fly right past a cop, he pulls up right next to me, goes, and I open my window and he just goes, slow down, and then drives off even faster. You feel like you've won the lottery, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they have like real shit to deal with out mm. there, you know? And, and, and where we are, it's like all that, it's for your safety. So that's, I think maybe because like Australia is only populated on the outskirts, it's not like that. So when I lived in Arizona, I realized what I liked. It's kind of the Wild West out there still with cactuses yeah. and wild animals. And it's like you can't childproof every cactus in fucking Arizona. Common wow. sense has to prevail. Yes. You know, you have to parenting one with nature. Yeah. You, that Coexist. cactus will remind you. Not, you know, it's like burning your hand on the hot stove. Yeah, you're not gonna do that again. I get the scars. Exactly. Like if it's like in a, if that cactus was in like a, maybe in a coastal city. Well, actually, LA is kind of still kind of common sensey a little bit in parts. It's not as bad as like New York or or Australia. But if that was in Australia, there'd be a fence around it. They'd have like corks on every fucking spike. They'd have signs. You know what? I think it's a, a control mechanism. 
Yeah, I think, you know, they're building a hamster cage around you, so you can only bump into certain places. Yeah. What, what's really weird is, like, Australia's not as, like, litigious as America. Like, in America, people will sue you for fucking everything. Oh. But in Australia, they have the safety... Oh, I hate that. I wish we could just bring violence to the whole <laughs> aspect to deal with this shit yeah. without worrying about a lawsuit. You know how many people have wanted to grab by the back of the hair and smash their face on the sidewalk? <laughs> oh, oh there's squirrels chasing the crow. See, I got ADD. <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee today to gear down. Ah, look at that, Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> I like crows. I feel like they're... I don't know. I like birds, like... yeah. They look, look so pretty. Cool. They look cool. I honestly, my friend's a bird breeder yeah. here in uh, in Austin, and uh, I've been talking to him a little bit about getting a raven. Like, a, what is a raven? Like, is that like a big crow? Well, you're also talking to somebody who knows almost absolutely nothing about. I think it's a. I think it's a bigger crow. All right, so you would be like. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe is the uh, <laughs> is name. the hashtag I'm going for. Are you going to cage this raven or just let him fly free around your house? Uh, I'd set it up so he wouldn't get hurt, and um, I would let him shit everywhere. I don't care. Are you going to like? Uh, I wonder if their shit's like black light reflective. You have like a look like a crime scene in there. You know what? Yeah, but cr- uh, maybe. But crows are super smart. I could probably train right. him to use a uh, his cage when he had. I go listen. You can. You can't shit anywhere. You could train him. Yeah, you could train him to, like, uh, go outside. And, uh, I don't know, are you going to, like, are you going to wait till you have a backyard? Like, is it the same as the dog story? No, that that's more of a, uh, I want to have something living in my apartment besides me and a wife <laughs> and kids. Yeah. I don't, how do you feel about the wife and kids track in life? Never. Never. You're looking at a 49-year-old pirate. That's, that's how I feel. Yeah. It's like I feel like... Um, Look how happy we are. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things. Like, I've got this uh, girlfriend, and she's beautiful. And I've broken up with her so many times just because I don't want kids, and she does. And I'm yeah. like, well, then I should let you go to go and pursue your dreams. Yes. I want to be free. Rather than resent me in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I've I've been involved in some relationships that I knew that these women would have been great mothers to a, to a child, but those sixty abortions I've had say other. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the nineties were crazy. I had a joke like that where I used to say that I was like, um, I thought I was uh, pro-choice, but after all the abortions, I forced my girlfriends to get. Turns out I'm pro-life. Uh, mine. I don't need a baby coming in here. Cutting my grass. Yeah, and it's a little awkward getting a blowjob while she's breastfeeding. <laughs> it's, uh, people will point at that in the McDonald's. Especially when you get a blanket over her breast and she's got one over your balls so people aren't screaming in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, and then yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's, uh, it's frowned upon. in uh, Like, you would definitely not fit in in Sydney, for sure. That's the... Extra frowned upon. I'm, uh, I, I gotta get out. It's Australia's been on my list for a decade. Yeah. You know, New Zealand, I know you guys get paired together. And I mean, it's close by and it's like. Uh, well, Auckland Festival there, and Melbourne Festival are bookended. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so I was gonna. But, uh, uh, but if you we'll go see. to Australia, so that's the thing. So we had that Melbourne Comedy Festival. 
and the Adelaide Fringe, and all these festivals are staggered. So it's like, if you go out there and you've already got one show that you're doing at the festival, then you there doesn't there's no reason why you shouldn't go and do all of them. Oh, for sure. You know, and then yeah, it's yeah. and like I don't as know, a single guy, yeah, that's a definite thing. But try and talk. Some of these guys can't take off for two weeks, right, and I'll go see. disappear for six months. Yeah. So my girlfriend has been trying to like, she's like. She understands, like, she's, she's not getting in the way of my travel and for comedy. Mm. She's like, all right, she's making a lot of compromises. And then, but then I'll be out and I'll be drinking. And she's like, she'll be mad at me. She's like, you're supposed to be, she's Russian. She's like, you're supposed to be out there for work, but now you're having fun. Yeah. She just doesn't want me to have fun. I'm like, this is my life. Why can't my life be fun? Yes, because she's figured that she's made so much a commitment to you that your fun should be done with her. Yeah, and then she's like, also, she's in Austin and she doesn't have friends to go hang out with. And so she's like, well, I don't have anyone to have fun Russians with. never have friends, though. Sure. So that's why she, she actually wants to leave uh, Austin, because um, she feels there's too many Americans here. And she, <laughs> she yeah, yeah, she, she vibes more with foreign, like other foreigners. Yeah, of course. I've had friends that moved from Europe to L.A. and they've been in tears. Yeah, that's because a cultural. Uh, yeah. She was literally in tears after. So we moved to Austin and then got her a place because she didn't want to be on the road. And she goes, I want to live in Austin. And I'm like, all right. And then I immediately, I got her a place. Well, Your impression of her is terrible, by the way. Yeah, she's, she sounds, uh, she sounds way, way more Russian. <laughs> no, she's like, um, she's like. You're not even lowering your voice. You're just going to lose You don't even know. I got deeper. <laughs> she, she's like this uh, Russian. Uh, Burly Russian woman with yeah. the big beard and <laughs> bandana. Hi, my name's Susan. Hello. Close the door. In uh, in the mother country, this is how we talk. There's a hawk. Oh wow. I found, I found a hawk feather. They're kind of cool, right? Yeah, and I took it, and then I remember reading that you're not allowed to take them, right? And then and and it was like right on the ground, and I took this red hawk feather, and I never get pulled over by the cops. And then I had this... Come on. Are you serious? Yeah, and I started getting pulled over by cops. And I'm like thinking, fuck. And I looked it up like... Here. Yeah, it was in... I was in... Uh, up in North Dakota, Standing Rock. And as I was driving down, like I did a little meditation. And then I looked down and there was a feather just sticking out of the ground. And the reasoning is, it's like, this is the stupidest law. It's like, they say, we don't know how you got that feather. Uh, so poachers. you could have been... You could have killed a bird. And it's like, what other... Like, what other area in law do they just say... You're not allowed to have those pants because we don't know if you stole them. Or yeah, it's like picking up a toenail off the ground. Exactly, and it was yeah, like this, the body. This beautiful feather, and I thought like I thought like the the spirits of the land gave it to me, and then I started getting pulled over by cops. That is the cleanest dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Holy moly! Look at you, a cloud of hope. <laughs> so what? Dog's looking at me like I'm a weirdo. He's walking backwards. We just saw the biggest, yeah, whitest, guy. fluffiest like. Holy shit! That who needs friends when you got a dog like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a that's a wicked giant fluffy. Anything. Yeah, he's super. He's got a great smile. Look at, it. fuck. <laughs> oh, it it makes my heart ache because I know that we could be pals. <laughs> he looked at me like, hey, these two are losers. I'll fucking do your thing, man. I don't care if you beat off in front of me. I'm not telling. Dogs keep secrets. You just want to be friends with the dog, but then it's like, oh, the owners just keep getting in the way of our friendship. They don't That's understand it. us. It's, it's a forbidden love. <laughs> it's forbidden. It's very Romeo and Juliet. 
Sorry. That, that girl's about 220 stone getting into a rubber dinghy. <laughs> like, that's not, is that 20? Does she look about 20 stone? She looks. Uh, is it like 12 pounds to a stone, right? Or 12 and a bit? Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm more into the kilos. But she looked, Kilograms. She looked about as about my about as heavy as me. No. 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 I'm a heavy guy. No. But oh, you she, think she's lighter than me? No. She's she's got about sixty like <laughs> sixty pounds on you, but I'll go. I'll go fight she's her right 60. now and see. I want to see you guys arm wrestle for a turkey <laughs> sub. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. Yeah. I tried to date a girl that was bigger than me, and then um, the thing that I couldn't do was, like, her forearms were bigger than my forearms. Were you fucking Popeye? I just felt like I just can't. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, people talk about, are you scared of being emasculated? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I want to feel like a man and be a man. But sometimes the girl, the physicality of a thicker lady, sometimes she offsets that with being more sensitive. Where you get some of these... You know, skinny cunts, and they come at you like fucking caged squirrels. <laughs> you know, they're more prone to attack you than a big lumberly lady yeah. who knows that she can knock you out with a straight right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Also, like maybe in bigger people, they're like neurology is spread out more so it's like a big like you know those old people need those big remotes yeah with the the big numbers on them Mm -hmm. so it's like you you can you have more more space to to learn where the clitoris is (laughs) more (laughs) of a playing field these little squirrels it's like this tiny spot and they're just frustrated because no one can find it (laughs) more birds oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) isn't that crazy my house is right there This is literally the center point of my building, which is kind of neat that this is so close. People fish in here, too. I always feel weird about when people fish in, like, public water. Because I don't know what it is. I have to test the water. I don't even drink tap water. You're not saying you're supposed to swim in this. There's signs, I think, along this stretch. Oh, it's protected and stuff. No, it's parasites. Oh, parasites. Yeah, it's some sort of toxic. You can paddle around in this thing, but you can't get in the water. Oh, okay. Yeah, which kind of sucks because, as you know, it gets hot yeah. in Texas, and uh, I just jumping into the water, it's you know. Relief, yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, what's the plan? Like, you know, from just being here, what's happening here in Austin? Yeah. With the clubs and the activity and the life, like we're living a charmed life right now just by being here. Well, I think it's. Compared to the rest of the uh, country, for sure, it's like, it's like, uh, I mean, I've been on the road and and it feels like m- mostly most of the middle of America feels like there's like there is no pandemic. Like people are wearing masks mm. and they're following the rules of like businesses have to follow. Yeah. But generally, it's like, um, I'm not saying there's no pandemic, but the the further to the coast you get, the more kind of crazy it gets. Like yeah. I'd been driving around America and everything was kind of felt kind of normal-ish mm. and then I went to Philadelphia and I walked into a, a coffee shop and I'm like hey. like 20 meters away from the uh, desk the, the counter yeah. and the lady's like sir put on your mask and yeah. I just had it like just down yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like almost like uh, fucking idiots like a, well they were like acting like I was gonna murder them yeah 
And that's how different people take Isn't it. Isn't it weird to see somebody throw all common sense and just general human dip, diplomat, uh, just being, look, you don't need to scream and you don't need to point, uh, you know, and clean the restrooms here. As far as the mass situation, there's feces all over your fucking urinals from me. It's, it's probably from them, like, shitting their pants every time they see someone with no mask on. What a way to live your life that you're kind of, you're kind of literally hopping on the spot to freak out. Yeah. Because you know someone's, oh, sorry, I forgot my... Yeah, but uh, you, none of that here. Yeah, here it's like, you know, you wear it, you got to do it because like they don't want to get shut down and you don't want to here it's more about like respecting the businesses and not hurting like you don't want this the 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 law to come in and shut down their business because you're being not following the rules well that's kind of that lady saying hi is a, a a kind of um you know most people, because of pandemic psychology, there's no interaction. No one wants to really connect or, or generally open it up for discussion for you to invade yeah. their space is the way they look at it. So, fuck. Squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have squirrels in, uh, in, I mean, Canada for sure, squirrels. Oh, yeah. I think uh, red squirrels. Them. No way. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the things there, you might want to get something that can't kill you. <laughs> Yeah, imagine squirrels came and they were just like such a pest and they were just like killing all the snakes and spiders and it's like, you're killing our culture. What's the biggest snake? What's the most terrifying thing that you've seen in Australia? Um, On land? Probably a snake, but it was like... Like spiders too, but... Yeah, that's the bad one because they jump. Yeah, there's that and they're they're like... The spiders like a more... Like people ask like, are you... Like, do you have kangaroos in your backyard and shit? And it's like, in the city, no, we don't have that stuff. But then we do have spiders. We have, like, the deadly spiders live, you know? And it's like, that was scary. But then when I moved to Arizona, we had scorpions there. And they're even more scary. And now I, like, appreciate spiders more. You know, tarantulas are kind of cool. Scorpions are like these little fucking death machines. They're pretty hostile. And they they run fast as fuck. And they're like... The, do you know how people talk about the only thing that will survive a nuclear like thing yeah. will be like uh, cockroaches? Yeah. No, scorpions have the same thing. Oh. So they're like these survival. They can uh, like they're, they're crazy survivalists, crazy like killing machines, and they're just like, yeah. I think one of my cats got killed by a scorpion. Fuck. Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, we were out of town and someone was house sitting, and then they came back and there was I had two cats and one of them was just dead, frothed at the mouth. And 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 that, that's the only thing we could imagine, like something happened. Yeah. Because there was like nothing really else, and they're also UV reflective. Uh, so scorpions buy, are UV f- reflective. Yeah. So like, I went and bought like a a UV flashlight that they sell. Just walked around my backyard, and you can just see like uh, glowing scorpions everywhere. Fuck! Like, like bear traps in the grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, I did catch one in my house and take it out. Like they don't. The ones that we had up there were like Arizona bark scorpions, and they're like, they have a pretty nasty sting, but they don't, uh, they only kill like kids and old people. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're like the least fun, least fun <laughs> members of society. It's like I think the, the smaller the scorpion, the more uh, toxicity. Yeah, I I, breed wise. It could, it could be, I mean, it could be also like where they live and how they have to, what kind of things they're eating, maybe. I don't know, but. I'd chop it in half and make a keychain. 
But then it would be smaller and more venomous. Yeah, but I have two <laughs> friends I don't like very much, so I send them half a scorpion. It's like a horse in the bed, like a moth- mafia movie. Mafia movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did, in Australia, I did see a snake, and that, like, I wasn't expect. I was walking, and I saw a snake go past, and I just fucking jumped, yeah. like those cats with the cucumbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's always hilarious. <laughs> My friend used to put a broomstick near his rabbit cage, okay. and it would just lose its shit. <laughs> it would go fucking insane. I feel like that's, like, the... The, the most uh, nicest, like, way to sadistically torture animals. <laughs> is get into their old DNA and provoke some sort of traumatic response to a death threat that's been going around since the beginning of time. Yeah, yeah as, as you jumped like a cat when you said, oh, because everyone does that. Yeah. Oh, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, and, I, uh, and it was just like a snake just slithering by. Mm. Everyone was kind of looking at it. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I feel like that. The I'm like that with children. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> they are pretty. They can be a bit much. I would. I, I've always wanted a snakeskin belt. <laughs> do you feel like? Do you feel like the reason you don't want kids, and and I feel like maybe I'm in the same thing. Is that we're in this like arrested development, and we are kids in some sense still, even though we've seen yeah. a lot. Yeah, of course. I think. Uh, Comedians in general, it's a, it's a, look, how many of your mates in show business are actually married and then actually married with children? It's a lot of, a a lot of comics don't make enough money to support themselves, you know, so to have, um, to bring somebody into it and have to chase your dream. It just feels like such a big burden and... Yeah, it's tough, and it's not normal. And then she's trying to explain to her friends, he's really trying to make it. Is he in university? No, no, he's just out at open mics trying to do it. And, uh, you know, it might pay off. It probably won't, but, uh, you know, in this, and he's not making a hit movie or, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very strange discussion to have with an outsider. That was one of the things. So with my, um, with my girlfriend, I told her that, I'm pursuing my dreams and if, if I had a kid it would mess that up and I'd maybe consider having kids if I was at some level of success but I think that's maybe a stalling tactic I don't know well think about this let's take it one more beat up you you achieve a little more than you anticipated and I mean some sort of uh, you, you get that small role in a big movie yeah. you're doing you're a little better than a club comic you're selling out mid-sized theaters uh, in about six different countries. Yeah. You're pulling in maybe about five million a year. You got the house. You got the car. You're married. You have the kids. And then she turns into a cunt <laughs> and fucking takes it all and makes your life miserable. Yeah. And uses your child so as a bartering chip. Yeah. To fuck you and bleed you out because you found success and she decided to be your partner. I love those dogs. They're very Mad Max looking. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the Mad Max breed, I think. Um, yeah, uh... I thought the dog was going to jump up and grab this thing out of my hand because <laughs> it looks like a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she, she f- hard fucks you because she gave, she didn't really chase her own dreams and supported yours and now she resents you because you've made her life very comfortable <laughs> yeah 
And it's like, and then she's like, but what about me now? What about my dreams? Yeah, well, and you so, weren't working on anything. Yeah, exactly. You remember we talked and you said you wanted to have a baby? Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, I've been trying. So when I get, because of that, like anytime I have like a serious girlfriend, I always try to figure out what, what they, what passion they could have and try yeah. to like foster it. Yeah. You know, because it's like. Yeah, I've made, I've been in long-term relationships where I've seen potential in my partner for things that they'd kind of dabbled in that they were good at. I said, you know what, if you just apply these kind of rules that I do to my career, you'll probably find way more successes. Your, your, your dream is a little more palatable than, than what I'm doing. This is too uh, wild west for any normal person. Oh, yeah. There's no linear path. Like no. I was seeing a therapist for a while and she was Ragger. like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapist money. You must be doing good. You got money for a therapist? No, I've not. I've got. So basically, my story is that my dad made me feel so worthless mm. that now he has to pay for it all because he he's he actually. You got really, a dad? You have a father? Bragger? Oh, I'm sorry. My dad made my life worthless and died. Aww. But that's my therapy. <laughs> well, my dad is like. He made me feel so worthless, but then he kind of believes it himself. So he's like, "Well, now uh, he I mean, passed on I, something to pay for it, I suppose." Well, that's cool that at least there's some growth in the fact that he acknowledged the position that he put you in as a kid to actually give you some sort of uh, help. You know, whether it be paying for therapy or faculty saying, "Hey, I fucked up." Yeah. Um, I'd like to contribute to the uh, solution of our problem yeah. of our relationship. Yeah, but it, he also says a lot of things like, I don't know, I started, like he say, when I die, you and your brother are going to have nothing. Like he's going to, I'm like, are you going to leave us nothing? And he's like, no, that you're going to squander it and lose it all. And I'm like, I feel like he... It's not your business, dead. motherfucker, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, but I think he wants that because he wants so badly to feel like we needed him. Yes. You know, and it's like... Right to the grave. Yeah, and he wants to. I say, what are you, it sounds like you're cursing me. Is that what you want? Like you say it so much that it's like, are you trying to put like a... Like a, a it's a Greek reality. thing. Yeah. My friends, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're Greek fathers are constantly guilting them and telling them that they're going to blow it. Yeah, that's... My, Most of them do. My da- That's what... Yeah, it's like constant, like, because it's... He, his main thing is, like, his biggest thing is that he's upset. That he's like, why can't I have a son that is like me? He just wants someone to continue his legacy. And I'll be like... Yeah, but you're an asshole. <laughs> why would you want another one of those? We're full in the family. We're trying to break that branch break. off the tree. Exactly. And it's like, he also... It's a control. Dad. It's a control. He probably had no control over his life when he was a young man. So now he's trying to gain control by manipulating his relationship with you so that he feels empowered. Yeah, it's... It, Asshole! I feel it is... Well, he started to let go of it because it's like, he know, like it's just... He knows it's like a dead end and then we end up fighting about it. Yeah. And then he just, he's like, oh, nothing I can tell you is going to change anything. Have you ever just slapped him across the face? I did. I actually, I actually knocked my dad out. Cool. When I was like, I'm going to say 17. 17. Yeah. I knew it. That's the time I f- saw you punching your father in the face when I closed my eyes. Yeah, that's what. Was it in the kitchen? Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. You know I'm... I can read minds. I, I feel that now. I yeah. just did three of them in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, I see wood furniture in the kitchen. Uh, maybe. Arm, like an armchair with a, like a, a thick wood armrest. I'm seeing like almost 
uh, wooded uh, table chair, like a heavy wooden table in the kitchen? It might have, like, I feel like it was more, we had slate on the floor, and uh, it was like... It's definitely wooden furniture in the room. Maybe I had a desk, because what happened was, I was playing, I was, uh, I was he, he used to watch the news a lot, and then I was playing some rap music, and he just comes How out. How do you set off a Greek... Australian in the 80s rap music <laughs> and then he comes out and rips he doesn't say turn it off he comes and rips my speakers out I'm, I know I can see it I can see it and I'm like what the fuck and he's like, yeah, he's like I live here too like that and then I just go I just like I didn't like I pushed him so hard that he came off his feet yeah. went flying on his ass and then my mom was almost like Chris Tucker and was like, you got to knock the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, really? She backed you up? Yeah. What's your dad's career? Is he in the mathematic uh, uh, engineering aspect of it? No, he's, no. he's like, my dad is another, another thing too. Like he was like almost, he grew up in like a rural farm thing, but he's made, done really well for himself. And part of me, like I love my dad and, and he, we have a pretty good relationship these days, but it's like, maybe subconsciously part of it is like like I've spent a large portion of my life trying to convince my dad that I'm better than him by pointing out how stupid he is yeah you know which I know is not a winning strategy Mm. you know but I feel like he's so successful but he feels like I feel like it's like you can just I don't know I feel like he has worked hard but it's like I feel like Maybe I didn't have the respect that I should have had as a kid because I'm like constantly trying to one up my dad, and it's like this dude can do it, and he doesn't know shit. And yeah. it's like, so what is that? Life? Could be exhausting. Yeah. You know, when you're appealing to the most, your audience isn't your father. Yeah. And uh, but if you get fucking rewired by the bastard, and you're uh, you know because you love him, and uh, you're you're want to have him, you know give you a pat on the back and go wow I can't, good for you you know the odds were against you yeah. and you found some joy and some success in something and um, I think because there's some resentment I think that anybody that has any kind of dream outside of the norm uh, if you're if you're actually doing it, it drives people nuts. If you're finding success in it, it makes them insane. If you achieve the level of success and of greatness they talk about you constantly behind your back yeah that's well for me it was like my dad would be like to my face pretty like putting me down but he kind of like i say i would like come first at math or something he would be like oh everyone else was stupid it was never that i was good and it was like i would win the swimming contest and he'd be like oh everyone else couldn't swim you know and and but then to other people he was proud of me and when i was finally leaving to go to america one of my uncles was like, you know, your dad talks about you all the time and he's so proud of you. I'm like... You do it in front of me, you fucking asshole. Like, my dad? Yeah. Like, I was shocked. And yeah. I was like 18. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I... Yeah. And then my mom was the opposite. And, and she's like constant validation, which kind of made it like worthless. Because she was like a puppy. Was unbalanced. Yeah. It and like it didn't have the weight. Yeah. So Your I, father was dominating position yeah. of negativity. Yeah, yeah. And your mother's love, which is sad was falling by the wayside because Mr. Shithead was had a, a fucking knee on your neck while you're trying to breathe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. And it was like... Yeah, I know. I, I know the types. Yeah, and it's like, I've, I've come to like... I don't know, I had a real... Like, I was hanging out with some... Uh, uh, my high school crush uh, way later, 
And I was telling her, she's like, she goes, what's wrong with you? Uh, why are you like this? And I go, well, my dad used to blah, blah, blah. And she goes, you're, I think I was like 30 or something or 28 or something. She's like, you're 28. You can't keep blaming your dad for things. And then I just go, I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying the conditioning I grew up in. She's like, you're 28. You can't keep blaming your dad for things. And then that's where I had the realization that um, like, oh, me and my brother, I have a brother. We both grew up in the same environment. And we both took it differently. Yeah, that usually happens. Yeah, and it's like my sister and myself, same deal. Yeah, and it's like I um, I didn't realize, but it's like my dad was being himself. He wasn't actually doing anything to me, yeah. but it's how I took it, and it was always my choice. And how you were going to digest how you're it? Take it, yeah. But when you're a kid with no, you have no awareness of that, no. and you no hindsight kind of into it yeah. automatically. So now, as I've grown up. I'm like, ah, like the liberating idea was that it always was my choice and is my choice how I'm going to take anything anyone does to me. And then it's, it really, so. That's a great moment because that applies to every relationship in your life. Yeah, yeah. And everything. And it's like, you you fall back into the patterns because it's like muscle memory. But then you have like this back realization that you can step out of and, and be like, oh, wait a minute. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm taking this too seriously. I can step back and laugh at it. I can treat it however I want. Mm-hmm. You know, no one can make no one can make you feel anything. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. And that's uh, you know you're talking about being in relationships with your significant other. That uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. I love all the animal life here. <laughs> There's literally about thirty types of birds and squirrels and turtles and ducks. And cranes, and we're in a bit of a utopia. This is like a Eden-esque. Yeah, and again, <laughs> nice people. They're dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really uh, uh, in awe of everything here. You know, you know what the last decade was of Los Angeles was like. The smell of piss on the streets yeah, was so pungent in in a heavily populated tourism area. Was just there's so much. And I like, as you know, walking. So I was in walking through people's shit and blood all, every day. It was insane. Was this the, is the complete opposite. What was the wildest thing you saw in L.A.? That I did? Or you saw? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. It probably was the wildest um, thing you saw is that you, what you did. Yeah, yeah, that was under the cover of darkness. Um, you know, I always, okay, to be honest, the wildest thing I've seen, yeah. and I know people are like, I saw... Okay, you know a Pringles can? Yeah. Okay, no, there's something else. I don't know. I was at a, uh, a porn party. Okay, a porn party. Yeah, in, uh, in uh, Chatsworth. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, he's a, a director, um, and uh, he said, yeah, come out to this pool party. And um, do you know the porn star, uh, Bonnie Rotten? She's got spider webs tattooed on her boobs. Okay. Heavily tattooed girl. Yeah. Anyway... She welcomed, She opens the door with her tits out, yeah. and I'm just like, what the fuck? And I go in, and uh, I brought a friend of mine from Canada, and I'm like, you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> and I elbow him, and I go look at, and there's this hot girl on a bent over a lawn chair while these two guys are forcing a beer can into her asshole okay. while they're filming it. Just public, just no holes barred, like, with the shit piss. I saw uh, a turd... On the, 
sidewalk off of Hollywood Boulevard that was is easily 18 inches long <laughs> and as big around as a uh, a Pringles can. It was so big. First of all, I walked by it. It was in one piece. I thought it was like a piece of firewood. <laughs> And I, I said, I stopped my friend. I go, listen, this sounds insane, but I saw something, and I need you to come back and look at this with me to, 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 to identify this moment we're about to have. He called it, he called it Bono. Bono? He named it? Yeah, he so named it so Bono because he he's a big piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he called it Bono. Did he keep it like Homer Simpson with that sandwich? Dude, I wanted to bronze it and put it on a <laughs> rifle rack. It was so big, and, and I just couldn't help but what? Who had... How do you push that piece of What's the story? shit? Yeah, who, who owns this? Was it like some giant eight-foot dude? Or was it someone whose butthole thing. was so stretched out? It looked very painful by the size of it. But yeah, just like piss and shit, blood. I've seen some weird, uh, uh, you know, I remember seeing Roddy Piper at the improv and, and stuff like, stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I'll tell you the wildest thing I saw was I was walking home down uh, La Brea mm. uh, near Sunset. Yeah, yeah. And I lived a, over on Fuller behind Rock okay. and Roll Ralphs. So you know that Ralphs, that not the Rock and Roll one, but the other one. Yeah, right? yeah. I was walking by there and it's just like a sidewalk, like a maybe a one foot tall shrub. Mm. And then on the other side was, uh, it was like 5 p.m., on a, on a weekday, yeah. I saw uh, um, two homeless dudes fucking. Whoa, yeah, guys? Yeah, guys. Well, one dude was fucking the other guy, right? Is he awake? Well, that's the thing. So I see it, and, like, I see the okay, guy. Hold on, Pip. You got to describe a little more than this. Oh. The sidewalk. Is there tents? No, is no this tents. a ran- This is just a random Rand hookup? Walking, yeah, walking past Ralph's daytime. Right, wow. families are there, and I see like I see this dude, and they're fucking. And my first thought is like, "Haha, I've never seen that before. Good for them." Yeah. Right, and it made me kind of laugh. Start thinking John Lennon songs. <laughs> yeah, imagine. Imagine <laughs> start singing that. Over. That song, by the way, I think. Imagine like you're like a diehard Christian. Like that's a very provocative song. Imagine there's the first line. Imagine there's no heaven, right? Mm. And they're like, "That's my whole life." Okay, there's no hell. Imagine God does, and it's like that sounds terrifying. Yeah, he's just peeling back all the contrived things of society that we all made up to make ourselves feel better about our state. But realistically, we're on a uh, space rock. Yeah, exactly. Floating through. Yeah, yeah. So I see these homeless dudes, right? They're fucking. And, and, and I'm like... You got your arm out like they're yeah. beside us. I'm in the moment. <laughs> they're right there. Okay? I walk past. I see it. I laugh. Then I see the guy's face and I'm like, ha And then I'm like, wait a minute. Because you know how sex faces... Don't necessarily always look pleasant. You sure? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, what if that dude is passed out, getting raped? Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like standing like, I'm gonna say like ten meters away. Concerned citizen. And I'm like, do I go up and be like, hey, buddy, are you getting raped? Like that's a bit of a buzzkill. What if he's not getting raped? Yeah. Right. And then it's like, and then I see other people. I'm watching other people walk past, (laughs) smiling, having their days. They look over, and then they're like, they're horrified. And then eventually, I say to one guy that walks past, I go. I'm not sure if that guy's into it. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know him. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be want to be, be getting raped on the Is street. Is his eyes open? He was like, I don't know. And then we, I finally talk up to this dude. And I'm like, 
can you come with me to go and see if break okay? up this rape yeah. and then potential and then as we start walking up to it the guy that's getting the, the getting sexed getting yeah. fucked buggered mate yeah, fucking buggered copping it right in his in his in his bunger hey right uh, he reaches back and starts helping the other guy thrust uh. and then we just look at each other and we're like Okay, he's into it. Yeah, they're and love. We laugh and walk off. Not only is that guy fucking the other guy, it's it's it, these guys have got some sort of like fifty fifty going on. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to help you. I just want. I'm not going to just lay here and just let you do all the work. I'm going to yeah. help you do some of the work. And the fact that you can get two homeless guys, the like the smell alone. Anyway. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, we're uh, how long are you in town before you take off again? I'm here until the 20, I'm going to say 25th. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm on a tour with Darren Chase. Okay. He's uh, been featuring for him. It's been great Excellent. going around the country. You're one of, what, 10 comedians in the world on tour? Oh, wow. Now I feel privileged and yeah. honored. Yeah, it's been, uh, I like it, man. It's, uh, I mean, everyone likes it, but it's, yeah. Excellent. And where do, uh, where do people find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram or Twitter, at uh, Mikey Milios. Both of them. I feel like if you want to know what I'm thinking, check my Twitter. If you want to see what I'm doing, check my Instagram. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. And I have a sneaking suspicion you and I are going to be doing a shitload of gigs around Texas by the fall. Oh, yeah. I think oh, yeah. September, October, uh, things will be in full swing with all the comedy clubs that are opening up here. And again, women saying hi to me, dogs. It's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's such a, a great environment. And you'd figure with a, a kind of really happy-go-lucky lifestyle that they have here that they wouldn't need comedy. But they're, they've really welcomed it with open arms. It's fantastic. So thank you, Austin, and thanks for being on the show, Mikey. Hey, man, thanks for having me, and it was uh, great talking and walking with you. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, yeah? Cheers. Stop! Stop! What happened was true.